Yeah, God's ideas are better. That's why Spurge, that's why Spurgeon was lauded and celebrated in his day, and we have to wait hundreds of years for people to glab on to glob on to bad ideas from Karl Marx now and try to repopulate them. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize, seize the, the faith. faith. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast. Episode 98. Why did you say, why did you say it like that? I don't know. Okay. Episode 98, the title of our episode tonight is... Baby, I'm back. Sin Eats Itself Forever. Sin Eats Itself Forever. Uh, I'm drinking from a tumbler that's often filled with warm and delicious leftist tears, but today this tumbler is filled with future tears, Jesse. Future tears? Yes, you know whose future tears they are? Tears from future past? No. They're the tears of the future Kansas City Chiefs as they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles in the uh, Super Bowl! Too much hometown. Sorry. Anyway, they don't, that wasn't anywhere. Do they call? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was close. Uh, yeah. The reason the reason I I'd mentioned how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be crying after you hear this episode it's Sunday good. night. I can't say that. I'm sorry. So it's going to be yeah. Whatever Jesse was going to say. Do you know what I was going to say? It doesn't matter as long as you censored yourself. I'm very good about it. Oh my gosh! We're I'll both too. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is, by the time next week, we could all be crying, I guess, technically. We ain't going to be crying. Oh, be crying. Happy tears. Happy tears of joy. Happy tears. <laughs> We're both wearing our uh, Eagles green shirt with Wawa, old Wawa logo. For those of you that don't know, Wawa, Wawa is a, a, um, a convenience store chain here in the Northeast that's spreading across the world, but is still not as good as Bucky's. Nonetheless... Their old uh, their old symbol is a goose. Apparently, that's some sort of Canadian word, Wawa, or some sort of Canadian tie to. No, it's, it's it was from the Native Americans, right? But I think they were Canadian Native Americans. Is that what? weird to say Canadian what Native North Americans? What? Now I gotta look this up. We, yeah, th- we this are. wasn't in the notes. This is this not, was not in the notes, everybody. <sighs> How did Wawa, Wawa get its name? Not so wild. <clears throat> that's hilarious. Oh no, it's named after Wawa, Pennsylvania. I'm reading it right now. Oh really? Yes, I thought, yes it was, it I thought it was named after the sound that the goose makes. It does sound like that. I guess it kind of is true. Um, yeah, there's no definitive conclusion. It's possible the two languages came up. Uh, there's two languages. See, there is two languages coming together. Uh, the story behind the word: the town of Pennsylvania was so named because that's what the local Native American tribe called a certain bird. That bird was the Canadian goose. I knew it. So it's Native American and Canadian, because it's the goose, the Canada goose, Canada gooses. All right, sorry everybody. <laughs> anyway, it's an old Canadian goose uh, logo, and it's carrying a football, and it says "Go Birds" underneath. It's very Philly, super Philly, Philly, Philly. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But the reason I <clears throat> mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs losing to the Philadelphia Eagles is because our our article today that we're going to discuss how sin eats itself forever comes from the Philadelphia Inquirer revolving around the Super Bowl. <laughs> the title of the article is more of a sentence than a title. It's it, a very it long is. title. <laughs> As Philly gathers in bars to watch the Super Bowl, another reminder for the LGBTQ community of the lack of lesbian bars. Dang it. Super Bowl ruining everything again. Gosh dang it. Subtitle. Lesbian sports fans who want to watch the game in community are scrambling to find spaces that are affirming and feel safe. They totally just co-opted that Christian in community language. <laughs> 
They're, it's God's language. Next, Co- they're going to be like, we're Covenant on mission. Covenant community is God's language. Didn't you listen to the last episode? We're on mission at the gay bars. <sighs> Regardless, this, it, it I, I don't know how we got here. You know, it could be a celebration of how Jalen Hurts is going to lead the Eagles and Jason Kelsey is going to win another Super Bowl while Travis Kelsey still only has one. And, you know, it's, it could be a story about that. But no, we're going to talk about how there's lesbian, lack of lesbian safe spaces. Thank you, Philadelphia Inquirer, for bringing this to our attention. Here's uh, here's how the article flows. The article opens with the story of a young woman named Leona Thomas. This is the story of a girl. And she came out in 1985. And she was able in 1985 to watch uh, the Super Bowl safely come in. in a lesbian bar uh, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Hey. Didn't even know it existed. It's uh, like, what, 20 minutes from here? 30 minutes from here? Yeah. No, it's not far away at all. But I didn't know they had a lesbian bar in 1985. But then again, I was one. So I was do the math. Not even a thought in my parents' minds. This is true. Sadly, <laughs> came to fruition. <laughs> Praise God for accident, children. Uh, so now you fast forward 40 years. Okay, this is, I'm reading from the article. Fast forward 40 years, and the lesbian bar scene has dropped from 200 nationally to fewer than 25 today. Oh my gosh, it's just like the polar bears, Justin. This is according to the Lesbian Bar Project. In Philadelphia... <laughs> Who funds that? <laughs> the Lesbian Bar Project. <laughs> we could probably find out. In Philadelphia, that number has been zero since the Toasted Walnut, its last lesbian bar, and a popular place to watch the Eagles in their last Super Bowl, closed in 2021. Zero, that's the number of polar bears in Arizona. Which leaves the question, now that the Eagles have made it to the Super Bowl again, where will the lesbian community be able to comfortably cheer on the birds? Certainly not within the comfort of their own homes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) do lesbians not have Super Bowl parties? Are... Wait, are they all homeless? <laughs> like, I'm not going. I'm, I'm certainly not going to go watch watch the Super Bowl at a bar. Watching the Super Bowl at a bar sounds fun until you're there and you're doing it. And then the only way it's fun is that you're so inebriated you have no idea what's going on. Because right, yes. it's it's Deba- people you don't know. Is the thing you're touching each other, cheering things on together. There's sweat. There's urine. There's vomit. Watch it at a house with people that you like. And, you know, and, and vibe and delicious food and, and good drink and merriment. And you know what? And be able to remember the game the next day. Yeah. And not wonder why you need to go get a blood test done. I mean, there's just reasons. I mean, I guess when you... Never mind. Never mind. No, I can't say that. It's our, it's our podcast. I guess when you question your sexual orientation, just everything else just falls after that. There's lots of... There's definitely lots of open questions. Um, <laughs> but not many open lesbian bars. The, the article would go on. Uh, so I, I would say, why? Why are they wondering this, you might ask? The article says, there are myriad reasons why lesbian bars have dwindled over the years, many rooted in gender disparities and economic barriers that women and non-binary people face. I was, uh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I wasn't going to say because it's a basic principle of supply and demand, because that would be patriarchal uh, and coming against the hegemonic order. Like, if you just were to think demographically, this is what this is. This is just classic. This is marketing 101. The best thing to market, the best um, people to market your products to, or if you can market them, is to women. Because women enjoy buying things. This is just marketing. Men, gentlemen, sirs, no one take offense. The Proverbs 31 women bought things. Yeah, um, she did it well. Um, But. But in general, buying things is, is, is something, you know, shopping and, and these things, these things tend to be geared in marketing towards ladies. So if there was a whole group of ladies that only liked ladies 
and also liked drinking at bars, you'd think there would be a giant opening for lesbian bars. Just so many lesbian bars. Is it possible that lesbian bar boot? I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna go through it. Is it possible that are maybe, you about to say something <laughs> sexist? Maybe no, probably more, probably more. Oh, I don't know. Someone will probably say it's homophobic or something. But I'm just saying that maybe it's not gender disparities and economic barriers for women and non non binary people. Maybe it's just basic econ 101. If something doesn't make money. As a business, it can't stay in business. Maybe that's just what it is. <clears throat> Are the lesbian numbers dwindling like the polar bear numbers? Well, see, I've been told they've gone up. Oh. Oh, that's what I keep. I keep seeing statistics that say it's on the rise. I just don't. <sighs> well, anyway, that's how they answer it, right? There are myriads of reasons. Well, but if there's everyone's... myriads of reasons, and of the myriads of reasons, they said that there are all these myriads of reasons are rooted in gender disparities and economic barriers for women and non-binary people. I knew that when the founders founded America that this problem would come up. Yep. I would have put out the article didn't actually give you any of the actual myriads of re- reasons. It didn't give you any of the myriads. Well, there's too no many myriad. list. No, they I mean that that's for sport. It seems to be more sports. We'll get to it. <clears throat> so, you may ask, <clears throat> what about gay bars generally? Well, the article will go on to tell you this. And while gay bars have continued to thrive, they're far more a sufficient. Re- <laughs> they're far from a sufficient replacement for lesbians. I think I personally tend to feel a little more invisible in a gay bar," said Jen Brown, commissioner of the City of Brotherly Love Softball League, which is an LBGTQ league. I identify as gender queer and not as a woman, but when but when it's a more men focused space, it just wasn't designed for me. Here's why don't people just pick more popular names for themselves and then they'd feel included more. Why do you got to pick? <laughs> hey, look, just hang on a second. Jane, Jane Doe has something to say in a minute. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jen Brown. I'm kidding. <laughs> There's no Jane Doe. There's just a Jen Brown. Um, you know, because these men focused spaces were designed for her. Although I would point out that <clears throat> the article says these words and while gay bars have continued to thrive, which I guess it's just the lesbian bars that don't it's thrive? It's because the gays are built on patriarchal uh, backbones. Oh, the gay bars thrive because of the patriarchy. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yet again. You know what? That's why the myriads of reasons that aren't listed <laughs> are rooted <laughs> in now attacking women the... and economic barriers. Mm-hmm. It... That's why the L's and the G's are never going to be able to get along. It's because a woman that's a teacher makes 70 cents on the dollar to every man who's an engineer. That's why. I knew it. That's it. All right. <clears throat> the article goes on. Don't even get me started about gay women. Do they make less? Probably. Okay. Apparently, they do in bars. <laughs> so apparently, there is a gay bar called Woody's. Aptly named. But, quoting the article, you can go to Woody's, but Woody's has become a de facto straight swingers bar, said mm. Rebecca Kenton, organizer of... Sip City Mixer events for the queer community. It's it's straight guys and their bi curious girlfriends, and they go there and take up space. <laughs> All those humans <laughs> taking up space. Ah, those straight men and their bi curious girlfriends. I love how the straight men are like, no, I'm I'm totally good with chicks, and then. It's their girlfriends that are just all weird and confused. Like, and and then I just just bear with me now. Given, you know, sin and men and their desire to see women, wouldn't it make more sense that a 
straight man with a bi-curious girlfriend would want to go to a lesbian bar where at least the man is surrounded by women? <laughs> He's a straight dude. The girl's the one who's questioning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go where... Yeah, yeah. You'd go to a lesbian bar, but they're all... I mean, if all the bars because they had no money, I guess. They could all close down. Now, now hold on. Let's think about right, this. Right. But if all the other guys there are straight, then it's basically just like going to a regular bar. You're just flirting with different people. I guess you're right. Now that I think about it. Like, but, you could just go to a regular bar. You could go to, like, Chili's. But. Which has bars. But there would be more women, and more of those women would be lesbian. And now you've increased, really, in essence, you've just helped out the lesbian community by bringing bi-curious women into lesbian bars. Well, I think I think the only move here is to start a lesbian bar in Philly, because it sounds like there's a market for it. Yeah, you know what? Except that there's the zero. In 2021. <laughs> and there's zero. So I guess, I mean... <laughs> And you, you know what? You might think that that's because Philly is some sort of bigoted city, right? Maybe they're a bunch of homophobes. Well, they're, it's a solid red city. I would, it's, it's 100% not. We'll, we'll continue reading on. Here again, continuing to quote the article. I find that some of the gay bars lately, where it's become trendy for bridal stuff to happen, where they start to bring the guys down, trying to chase them, and then they're making comments about the queers or the F blank blank S's in a bar... That is actually supposed to be our space, said Leona Thomas. So now the bridal parties are coming into the gay bars. Leona Thomas can't go there because these straight women are trying to chase the gay men. And then and then and then the gay men don't turns out they don't like women because they're in a gay bar. And then the, the, the straight women that are there for the bridal party, they're all bashing the homosexuals. It's awful. Leona, Leona Thomas is she's upset. You know what? She should be. Maybe she should join the. Uh... Well, remember back in. Back in 1985, <laughs> Leona was able to go to a, a safe lesbian bar in Cherry Hill. Yeah, that one. And now, now she can't even go to the gay bars because of, of the women. This is the definition <laughs> of oppression. It really is. This is what our culture. Third world the, countries don't even know how bad they have it. I just want to say this is all good. This is all going to come back. This article does seem to have some holes in it. That's the point. Remember, the title of the episode is "Sin Eats Itself Forever." All right. <clears throat> To continue on, you see, a bar or restaurant can be too macho (laughs) for sport events. But don't take my word for it. According to the article, it says, (laughs) when I go to a bar or restaurant to watch a sporting event, the energy just seems more intense, said Jen Brown. For me, it can create a little bit of anxiety. That kind of emotion hits a little bit differently in a room that might be primarily heterosexual, cisgendered men than it does in a queer space. In other words, as Rebecca Kenton puts it, people want to have a great experience watching sports without it being macho. (laughs) We don't want to have people smashing beer cans on their heads. I had no idea that feminists loved football so much. I had no idea that they also missed the point of sports. (laughs) (laughs) Especially contact sports. I could see if they were perhaps, you know, gathering at a bar and watching a round, a rousing game of chess, perhaps, but, but no, they're, <laughs> uh, hi, why, why, why did you, you shut your, shut your mouth, I'm talking there, it's like, there's, a, there's a whole realm of, like, catty women TV shows that you could actually watch, all right? Now, I know that none of the women that listen to our podcast watch those TV shows because most of our women that listen to our podcast are actually busy about Productive doing humans and society say about busy about doing things that matter. Um, <laughs> but that's like a whole genre of television. But men can't even be macho in sports. 
gladiator contact, physical sports, injury prone events. They can't even like, like you can't go to the bar. The bar that playing UFC is just a bunch of cisgendered straight men that abuse women. Like, what are we? What are we talking about? Sports. No, those are the those are the transgender matches. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, Fallon <laughs> Fox. Yeah, that guy was a mess. So, <laughs> sports bars are too macho. So they can't go to regular bars. There's no lesbian bars. <laughs> At the same time, what's known as the quote-unquote gayberhood, that's right, Philadelphia has a quote-unquote gayberhood in the article. Has it's neighborhood, been... but instead of name, it's gay. Yes, and in the article, it has been deemed a safe place. Quoting from the article, it says, while not every bar in the gayberhood is geared towards women or has been designed for women... <laughs> Oh my gosh. They all are generally safe spaces to enjoy the game, said Jen Brown. I think our community is going to come together that day. I don't think anyone's going to be unwelcome. And biological (laughs) male, or you could read trans woman, Cassandra Byrne says, it felt like home. It was a really, really wonderful environment and really safe. So undermining the entire article. There's a whole section of the city called the gayberhood where they're claiming there are safe spaces to watch sports that apparently are not too macho even though they haven't been designed for women what does a bar that's designed for women look like i don't think i'm going to comment on that yeah i don't think you should i also don't think it's possible uh bars generally generally they have a kitchen (laughs) no that's not right that's wrong you and your patriarchy (laughs) I mean, a bar has you know neon lights, music, alcohol, seats, tables. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know how do we, how do we? I just don't even know. Does it not have a men's bathroom? Like you know, only women's bathrooms. We have bathrooms. Yes, you could use them, but they're both women's bathrooms. Is that like a bar designed for women? Well, then you just identify as a transgender if you're if you're a gay man. There, you just do like, oh, you know, I'm transgender now, so I'm just going to use the other women's bathroom. You don't have to identify. You can just say I'm a woman and walk in, right? Isn't that how it works? Well, isn't saying you're a woman therefore identifying you as a woman? I guess it is. The answer is. Ironically, this article. This is one of the things that really got me. By the way, this is, <clears throat> this is, this is. Rough for me. Ironically, this article is written by Masara Mikati. Masara Mikati, who is in charge of covering, and I quote this from her profile at the bottom of the piece. She's in charge of covering communities of color. Well, I mean, I would say that the LGBTQ community is a very colorful community. Yeah, it might be, but that's <laughs> not what you think of when you're, cover, cover, when you're covering communities of color, except you have to acknowledge that all she really covers is intersection, intersectional hierarchies. And we've lumped and we've poorly lumped any, because we've oh, decided yes. that there is no actual problem. Yeah, no, there's no problem. There's a whole section of the city. Then they have plenty of safe bars for lesbians to watch it in. Even though they're not designed with women in mind. Which brings us to our title. You know what? The, the lesbians <laughs> could probably go to like some of those Methodist churches. They'll probably help help them watch the Super Bowl. They'll probably replace the Super Bowl with Sunday worship sometimes. Or those crazy Presbyterian ones. No, yeah, no, I'm all about it. I've, I've seen the rainbow flags and rainbow crosses and all that stuff. All over our town. That's not great. Okay. Why then the title Sin Eats Itself Forever? Justin, Justin. 
You're supposed to let me ask you that. Oh, Jesse, why don't you ask me this question? Okay. <clears throat> Justin, well, you know, a, it is all written down. I could ask you a question. I, 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 you can answer it. I have a question for you. Okay, Jesse, what is your question? Let me see if I can wrap my mind around it. So, so we've covered the article, right? Yep, that was pretty. And by the way, those are a lot of direct ex- excerpts, and the link will be in the show notes. So feel free to read it for yourself if you think we've we're overstating or understating. So, so why then the title? Sin eats itself forever. Oh, that's great, Jesse. Let me tell you that it's, it's, this is why, okay? Because this level of obnoxious intersectional victimhood Olympics is the exact way we would expect sin to go. This is practical Marxism. Practical Marxism is simply a is simply a way to say sin. I see. Oh, oh. Just, dude, the careful. microphone just jumped mic- right out at me. The microphone attacked you. Sneaky microphone. It does not want you to speak truth, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, here's a few questions just to ask that just ru- that show you how sin eats itself. So, so, so we can ruin this article given the exact set of intersectional progressive ideas just formatted in a slightly different question. Jesse, why don't you ruin this article by using their logic in some questions on this article itself. I would love to. And you know what? You know what's really funny is that none of these questions are even... They're not even necessary because they literally undermined their entire article in the last paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. We don't even have to ruin it for them. They ruin it for themselves, which is what sin does, isn't it? It's what sin does. Again. All right. So, so first off, why are they complaining if gay bars are doing well? Right? I mean, if there's a whole section... There's a whole section of the city celebrated as the gayborhood. It seems a fair question to ask. Right. It seems like it seems like maybe the bars that make money stay in business. I don't know. It's just as simple as that. And uh, are they are they also concerned that there aren't as many gay polar bears as there used to be? <laughs> they are. They are. They're, they're not. <laughs> well, it's, it's you know, you know this, there, there's probably a committee or a commission of. <laughs> Let I mean, me polar bear protectors. It's, it's literally the same idea behind the fact the reason that Black Lives Matter doesn't care about Black Lives. Like they didn't. They had. They did not care in any way. They gave no money to actually helping in any way stem the the violence in Black communities or aiding um, impoverished areas um, or fighting any sort of drug trade. They did. They didn't do zero things of that. Zero things. They no. just kept the money and bought big houses. Yeah. If you if uh, Candace, I don't I don't really like Candace Owens, but if you go on Daily Wire and rent her documentary on that topic, it's actually pretty uh, eye opening. Mm hmm. All right. So more, more, more questions that, that kind of use the same progressive ideas, Jesse. So but why is this article about lesbians instead of maybe something like trans women? <gasps> Why, why do they think that they what have you, what, the authority and power to dictate and complain about something that, you know, yeah, how many is, trans women bars? This are article is totally like a real turf article, isn't it? Ironically, if anybody, it wouldn't be lesbians. It would be trans women that would actually want to watch football. <laughs> I mean, I'm asking the question, where are the trans women bars? Day 200 of being a girl. Sorry. Um... Well, it's nightmare fuel. <laughs> where, where, where are all the trans? Did you just ask that? Yeah, question? where are the trans women bars? Where are they? Where are they? In the trans transberhood. Oh man! Uh, what Coincidentally, it, we did. <laughs> we could do like a conservative <laughs> SNL skits. That, that would be great. Would you like Mr. Rogers transberhood? <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the transberhood. <laughs> What's a trans voice? A sound beautiful like? day for a. Transmer. Transmer. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my transmer? 
And they could be because they could they could be whatever you want. Them whatever to be. you want, it's totally morphous. Um, but what? So so what if? What if? Going back to the article, what if you realize? What if you are a lesbian that realizes that the existence of trans women means that lesbianism is just a facade, because there is no such thing as, you know, strict gender identities yeah, yeah. or roles as an as a den- identifiable woman. Right. I, I did it. Did. Then, but then, wouldn't you be offended that they interviewed a trans woman? Right in your lesbian article, right? Like, what does she know? He, he or she know about the lesbian experience? Exactly. It the makes no sense. <laughs> the reality sense. is, the, the the point of these questions it's is like to two, two negatives, <laughs> right? Equaling a positive. You cannot make these people happy. <laughs> it's not possible. No, because they don't want to be happy. Right. That's why suicide rates are just absolutely out. Out, out the window. Yeah, you know what they don't talk about? They never talk about the the underlying underlying initial um, presentation of anxiety and depression in gender dysphoric people. What? Say that again. They don't talk about the initial underlying. I just lost it. I said it once and I can't say it again because my brain's dead dumb. They don't talk about the initial presentation of anxiety and depression first in people that become gender dysphoric well of course not why would they that's right a, because that's it, a, it's a negative because it, it suddenly takes the gender dysphoria and puts it in the context of a secondary or causal system causal system from the depression and anxiety you know but the, yeah. it, it undermines the whole argument here's the thing they don't want to be happy because their identity is the intersectionality and the chaos and the progressivism is the point. It's the whole point. Sin eats itself forever. It is the snake eating its tail. Forever. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, I know I like to talk about Karl Marx. <laughs> I take full responsibility. I would like to say we've talked about Karl Marx before in episodes uh, 24, 30, and 81. Uh, most recent one, 81, was with Virgil Walker. We talked about that quite a bit. <clears throat> you talked about the the direct cure for Marxism is biblical Christianity. The idea of Karl Marx, that he had basic economic premise, and his basic economic premise was that the proletariat, or the have-nots, needed to rise up in a socialist community, or communism, to overthrow the bourgeoisie, or those that have, the haves. Marx's basic desire was to use this chaotic warfare on an economic level. However, he saw this as the best way to affect his actual desired outcome, because his true premise was far more spiritual. So, yeah, some excerpts here. Jesse, you want to you wanna read us some of these wonderful excerpts from Marx? He had some things to say, and that kind of revealed that there was much more of a spiritual element to his <clears throat> ideas than you would think. You want me to read this poem? Oh, dude, definitely read that okay. poem. All right, so this is the poem, The Fiddler. Is it the entire poem? This is the entire poem. Okay. Written in 1837 and published in 1841, because, you know, apparently all good ideas take four <laughs> years to publish. You mean horrible ideas? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's the depiction of a patron questioning the fiddler why he plays with such chaos. Okay. Uh, 
is it, is it, it is a rhyming rhyming one. That's nice. Yes, it okay. is a. It's it always easier to get the a poem. Yeah. Well, not all poems rhyme. You know yes, this. Yes, this is true. But this poem is very much a. Have you ever read poem. the Psalms? Yes, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, they rhyme in Hebrew. Do they? Do they? I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. Just read the poem. <laughs> These questions without answers. The fiddler saw the the fiddler saws the strings. His light brown hair he tosses and flings. He carries a saber at his side. He wears a pleated habit wide. Fiddler, why that frantic sound? Why do you gaze so wildly round? Why leaps your blood like the surging sea? What drives your bow so desperately? Why do I fiddle? Or the wild waves roar, that they might pound the rocky shore. The eye be blinded, that bosom swell, that souls carry down to hell. Fiddler, with a scorn you rend your heart, a radiant god lent you your art, to dazzle with waves of melody, to soar to the star dance in the sky. How so? I plunge, plunge, without fall, my blood-black saber into your soul. Oh, without fail. My blood-black saber into your soul, the art god neither wants nor wists, it leaps to the brain from hell's black mists. Till hearts bewitched, till senses reel with Satan, I have struck my deal. He chalks the signs, beats time for me, I play the death march fast and free. Oh, wow. That got real Satan, real fast. <laughs> it's like the Emmys. The, Grammys? Oh, Grammys. Grammys. It's like the Grammys that got real Satan, real fast. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Marx. So here, here it is. Marx saw the great struggle as a hegemonic one. All right, just read power struggle, a power struggle between God and Satan, good and evil. He chose to see it as a fight that Satan was bound to win, and man as Satan's tool of victory through chaos. All right. Now, whether or not he truly thought Satan was bound to win, he certainly believed that Satan's fight was the noble cause against God to throw off that evil hegemonic power of god and be the greatest rebel ever it was the better source of his fiddling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how about some more lines you got some more lines from there bud is this from the poem no these are just some no, these from just some other from other some other writings that, writings that marx has written, has written. Oh, okay yeah, yeah. Me for oh yeah no sorry he says i wish to avenge myself against the one who rules above oh okay it's probably bad dare <laughs> um <laughs> and still uh he says thus heaven i forfeited i know it full well my soul once true to god is chosen for hell Oh, so confused. He's a very deeply confused man. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's confused. It sounds like he's very resolute. Mm -hmm. He's the absolute wrong thing to be resolute. He's confused as to what truth is (laughs) in a full identifiable objective way. (laughs) Sorry, words are difficult. It's okay, Biden. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) When it comes down to it, this thesis was adopted across the world by figures who, like Marx, desired progress for progress sake. To always progress is to live in utter chaos. This is like a dialectic model, the idea that somehow this progressive uh, uh, circle or whirlwind is constantly progressing up. And so it must continue continually progress. But the reality of the, that, I, that dialectic model is that it never ceases to progress. There is always chaos. There's always something it needs to change. And all the changes are supposed to be good. All the change is for the better because we must change. It's what happens. People don't people don't put, sit for a second to ponder it and just stop and just say, "Why is the new better? 
like to be sure sometimes developments in i in in um technology or mechanics or engineering these are good things but why is it that only new thought is always good like if you don't have original thinking you're bad it must be new you must progress it well i mean everybody thinks that except for a lot of the uh the Christian accounts on Instagram, they just reshare other people's stuff to get views and likes on their own content. Yeah. That's not actually their own content. It's other people's content. Why do you say it that way? No, it's just something I've been noticing. Is it? Yeah. Oh man. Are you trying to, trying to call somebody out right now? We should, we should start a discernment ministry on people's social media accounts. <laughs> oh no. We'll call it the Justin and Jesse ministries <laughs> instead of the Justin Peters ministry. Can we call it the J and J ministries? <laughs> We really should just make a sticker. That's Jay and Jay Ministries, get shot up. <laughs> <laughs> with truth. With truth, with truth, with truth. Get oh my back. gosh, that's a get sticker. Get shot up, vaccinated against lies. <laughs> Jay and Jay Ministries. No, oh, stop it. That's great. I'm making Oh, that. man. <laughs> and here, think about it. Even in Karl Marx's economic theory, right? It's just a hard cut back to the content. I'm just getting back into it. If one proletariat rises up, it finds itself then to, become, to be becoming the bourgeoisie and the cycle must continue for the next proletariat must rise up to conquer that bourgeoisie, which it's, then becomes the bourgeoisie. And then the proletariat must rise up. It's this continual, never ending, perpetual. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's almost like sin eats itself forever. Right. Right. It's like that <laughs> lamb chop song. It's like uh, the old the old uh, Russian communist joke. <laughs> the student raises his hand in school and says, Professor, I have a question. He says, yes, comrade. When, when Russian communism comes to fruition, will there still be a need for the KGB? Of course not, comrades, said the professor. For when Russian communism is fully realized, there will be no need for the KGB to arrest to arrest people. People will simply turn themselves in. <laughs> That's the idea behind communism. <laughs> people will simply just turn themselves in. <laughs> it's, it's chaos. It's a continual cycle. Sin continues to eat itself. Which is why Marx, Karl Marx is just a stand-in for every self-centered, selfish idea ever. That's all he is. He makes it easy because he encapsulated the so simply into a whole communist manifesto. He he hated God in the manifesto. He he tries to establish atheism, but that's only because you, he knows how untenable Satanism is. If he was alive today, he would just go for Satanism. Because the Grammys just does it. <laughs> He's like, oh gosh, are you serious? I can just, just for you. I can just tell everybody to worship Satan now. <laughs> He'd be like recruiting little Nas X, you know, and they'd be like little Nas X would have like some sort of weird sickle sickle tattoo, and he could be he could just worship Satan with Karl Marx, and we could just establish whole music videos for for communism. <laughs> the only reason he didn't do it is because, ironically, Karl Marx who gets shipped off to England, one of his contemporaries happens to be who Jesse, what's good old Chucky Spurge, yeah, the Prince of Preachers. Guess whose ideas were better. <laughs> gods Spurgeon's ideas oh, were gods. better right no you're right no okay. I know I, I, what you I'm were sorry, saying sorry. everybody knows what I'm saying yes no we all agree I was agreeing with you yeah God's ideas were better that's why Spurge that's why Spurgeon was lauded and celebrated in his day and we have to wait hundreds of years for people to lab on to glob on to bad ideas from Karl Marx now and try to repopulate them we've already done this fight we've already had this battle they're dumb they're horrible ideas that lead to death and evil and violence and destruction because they're sin Oh. And sin eats itself forever. Oh, up top. Give me five. That's it, baby. <laughs> the, 
<laughs> the reason there aren't enough lesbian bars isn't because people hate lesbians. It's because there is no way for there to be enough lesbian or transgender or two-spirit or polyamorous or furry, etc., 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 safe spaces. It's not possible. And that's the way our sinful hearts and Satan wants it. The desire never, ever met. Oh, my gosh. That's why some people have a view of, of hell where it's just a consuming, an all-consuming self-centeredness where it's never quenched in constant suffering because you never, ever, ever, ever get your desires ever met again. God maybe, overseeing that. Maybe process. hell really is metaphorical. Maybe, maybe <laughs> this is hell. <laughs> no. That's okay. a hard, hard no. It's Jesus hard. Okay. Jesus uh, claimed it as a very, very real place there all over the scriptures there when he was talking, eh? No, yeah. Yep, that's a problem. <clears throat> If we're always in an intersectional, socioeconomic, racial essentialist, gender-affirming, autocratic tornado, then we will have no time to realize that we are being consumed with our selfish, sinful desires, and we will be, we will be blinded to our need of salvation while we are busy saving or actually destroying ourselves. That's it. Mm. It's it in a nutshell. That is sin eating itself forever. Thank you so much, Eagles, for getting to the Super Bowl and letting the Philadelphia... Philadelphia Inquirer writing an article that points that out. <laughs> See, they thought they were just writing about lesbian bars. <laughs> Wrong. Maybe we should submit this episode to them. Oh, no, don't. No, don't do that. Don't draw attention. There's just no reason. <laughs> Let's just fly under the radar, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Marx isn't special. Okay, everybody. He's not. He thought he was, but he's, he's not hairy. special. Yeah, he, he had some beards. He was simply a microcosm of sin and its effects. How many beards did he have? And so, <laughs> and so is this culture. Don't ruin my dramatic pause lines. I'm sorry. He had one beard, but it was so disgusting. <laughs> I'm not even pointing to the fact that the dude had seven kids. Seven kids. Oh, I've started him on a tirade on Marx. Seriously, what are you doing? Three of them died of starvation. They didn't have any money because their dad was a deadbeat jerk who lived off of other people's wells. Sound like communism? This is like yeah, right? Yeah. Right? Two of them committed suicide in some sort of weird, semi-ritualistic, possibly Satanist, Satan, Satanic form. It sounds like it's got a lot going for it as a system of thought. He was a horrible, horrible human being that no one should model any of their thoughts after. Mm. And I hope he chokes on it. <laughs> <laughs> <Choke>, chokes. <laughs> oh man. You know what? You just you can't keep the Muppets down. No, Muppets man. Christmas Carol comes back all the time. <laughs> so now we've got some scripture. Here's some scripture for you. Jesse, start us off. The scriptures identified these problems already and the solutions. Jeremiah 17, 9 so clearly states for us that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can cure it? Yes, or know it. The idea being that the verbiage here in Hebrew is calling the heart a sickness that is not that has no depth there's no way to know it or cure it or understand it except does it rhyme except the Bible. <laughs> it's in jeremiah i don't Just know kidding. is he a poet jeremiah poet didn't even didn't know even it, know it. <laughs> oh my god so bad the idea being here the scripture answers his question it's asking a question it gives the answers to who can cure it who can know how deep the depths of the sickness of sin is in the human soul i i know 
I know mm-hmm. Psalm 103 verses mm-hmm. 2 through 6 says, mm-hmm. bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The E A G. The Lord works righteousness and <laughs> justice for all who are oppressed. God. God knows, and God knows he can heal it. So he did. Mm. The scriptures go on, Jesse. We'll yeah. leave the New Testament out. In First Timothy. No, I'm just kidding. First Timothy. First Thessalonians. Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> the TH abbreviation had me confused. First Thessalonians 5, verse 23 says, And the very God of peace, uh, and the very God of peace, sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, and I what? That sounds, I feel like this doesn't make sense. This is, a, this is a weird quote. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I don't know. That, that comes off wrong to me. First Thessalonians what? 5? 5.23. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. First Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now that sounds like a complete thought to me. I don't know. What, it was great. No, you did. It was great. I don't know excellent, what your, I don't know what your excellent, excellent reading. I now want to name our um, satire, our, our satirical transgender bar, First Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy. Welcome, welcome to First Timothy. First Timothy. Oh, it's a lesbian bar. Crap, we can't. Oh. Can uh, gay men work at First Timothy? Well, I mean, not if you want lesbians to come to it. Well, I guess. I guess you're right. The scripture goes on. They'll all be like sports, and they'll, the girls will be like, "Ew, oh, you're so macho. You're ruining the safe space for women. It's Was so this space designed for women or not? It's so confusing. I don't even know how to make fun of it. Like I, I can't adequately understand it in order to make fun. Of There's it. certainly no. It, it, it. That's the sadness of the sin in the article. It's just eating itself, and it's. Oh, sin, sin makes you stupid. If there's no way to, like, how do you have? You can't even have fun with it. It's just sad. First, sad attire. It's sad because God gives this hope. He gives such great hope through Jesus Christ. First Peter 2.24, he himself, that's Christ, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Harkening back to Isaiah. This is the reality. Who doesn't want that, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so beautiful. Who doesn't want that? No, because we want to keep living in our own depressive intersectional hierarchies that just make us sad, but give us purpose because we have no purpose outside of our our begrudging hate hate for each other. Like, so this this harkens me back to my sermon that I preached a couple weeks ago on the on the was it the was it the Advent one that we did and I did that or was it? It's hard to remember any particular one part of your Advent. It was a great sermon. It was just it was filled with so much content. There was a lot of content in it. <laughs> yeah, there always is. You did a good job. No, hey, the, no that's but, not but true. The one, but the you, one where I was talking about how how we we want to revel in our sin, we just want to stay in our sin. Yeah, how that's exactly it is from that one because the the one the most recent one you preached was from our our covenant community right, series. Right. Yeah, but I mean, just talking about how like. The atheists never quote verses like this on their page 
you know, yelling at God. The beautiful ones where yeah, they it's like, yell. oh, no, this this can save your soul. Oh, you want And it's beautiful. You think your God's nice? Look at, look at Judith. His bowels spilled all over the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Atheist Bro. You did a great job. Way to X. Way to isogeet, bro. You isogeet with the best. You and <laughs> you and that global church that is run by. <laughs> Why am I forgetting his horrible? He's such a heretic. It's out of my mind now. I am God. What's the come on? Help me. Oh, Stephen Furtick. Stephen Furtick. <laughs> I am God Almighty. His heretic name just popped right out of my brain. You <laughs> said that. If you're not ready, dear Christian, to identify the fact that these principles are present everywhere in culture, that sin is just consuming itself, then how will you be able to give this level of healing message? Like, the reality that, that Jesse just said, that these verses are not used by atheists because these are the verses of hope that the world doesn't have, and so they run to these depressive, argumentative circles of, of eating each other. The lesbians eat the transgender men and the transgender men eat women. It's just so confusing. It's just constantly consuming itself. It's all about this. This We're oppressed by morality and God's standard. It's all Marx's deep-seated spiritual battle because that's what this world is, consumed with sin. We have to give them the truth. Who can know how deep this sickness goes? God. And he heals it. He takes the burden on himself and gifts us, imparts to us his righteousness. What a great message. That's it. That's it. That's it, baby. And upon your hearing of this, go into the glorious weekend and rejoice thoroughly as the Philadelphia Freedom Fighting Eagles destroy those evil, misogynistic, obviously Native American hating Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, what a disgusting... Uh, colon- colonialist name. Oh, it's just disgusting. I hate colon- col- colonists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're always spraying me with their fragrances. Those colonists smell disgusting. Would you like Rodeo by Ralph Lauren? Oh, oh my eye! Oh, it tastes, oh, it tastes like burning. Back, oh, back into Macy's. Back. <laughs> yeah. Try Daisy. Try Daisy, the new scent from Jen Brown. <laughs> Why does it smell like a man? I'm so confused right now. All right. That's the end of this episode. Dear Christian, we hope that you this day would seize the faith.